Greetings and welcome to the Tams Production Podcast. Don't forget to support us on Google Podcasts, Anchor, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Breaker, and Spotify. For questions, comments, and suggestions, email us at tamspercussion at gmail.com or on Instagram at tamsperkpodcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode six of the Tams Percussion Podcast. I'm joined here today with Sky. How you doing, buddy? I am doing just great. You know, I think now that the school is rolling, you know, things are starting to fall into place now. Um, I still have, I have a recital in a month and that's mm-hmm. kind of like driving me crazy. I have like what, 11 pieces to learn. And that's, mm-hmm. that's, it's a lot. Um, but it's a lot of good stuff. Um, how, how have you been? I've been doing all right. Got a couple things in the works right now. I think I mentioned this last episode. I got a recording coming up on YouTube sometime soon. I'm going to do some get some stuff going with that. I'm working on the Rosaro Marimba Concerto. That's my next big project. So my internet in the school's concerto competition might not. We'll see what happens. But I really there want to try. There better be some multi-camera angles action going. Or oh. whatever <laughs> it takes to get that. I want, I want like up on top. I want your first person perspective. I want through the bar. I'm just and the, the only one I don't like is through the bars. I think it looks dumb, in my personal opinion. I don't think there's ever been a through the bars. It just looks so dumb. You just see, like, the, you see like how the bars don't even look like they're moving at all. It's, even you. it's just like a camera shoved in a re- dropped into a resonator. And it's just all dark. Exactly. It's, yeah, it's I like every dark. other angle. <laughs> yeah, one of my friends showed me this really cool app that I might try to get for getting everything all like you can focus literally anywhere it makes like iphone cameras look amazing like better than they already do but like mm-hmm. enough of that so what are we talking about today sky so today's episode i wanted to focus on talking about mindset and a bit of mental health um from the perspective of the learning percussionist whether that be you know beginner beginner you know still learning how to hold the sticks all the way up to um, you know, collegiate, undergrad, graduate, and like at any level, any kind of career you want to learn, everyone's always learning. But to kind of get into that, during my time during undergrad, I had a lot of, you know, emotional issues because I was surrounded, you know, young college freshman me was surrounded by a lot of great musicians. And as I mentioned from like the first episode, I didn't start on percussion. I started, you know, really focusing on band slash orchestral percussion um, my junior year of high school. So when I got to college, you know, these people, they started on like day one. So their chops are crazy. They got all the formality technique, but they were also my upperclassmen. So, so I want to talk about how to view yourself when you're in this kind of position, because a lot of people have, you know, they look up to these great musicians and they think I'm never going to be like that but it's not that you will never be it's that you're still in the process of getting there that's something that we tend to forget Um, I tend to forget and a lot of you know a lot of people a lot of my underclassmen say you know that's the one piece of advice they need it's more effective when you understand it you know any thoughts so far um yeah, I think we talked a lot. We talked a little bit about this in our last episode, like slightly talking about like underclassmen and and upperclassmen like being a sort of support system with each other. 
Like, it's always good to have those upperclassmen who are good role models for the underclassmen so they can, like, eventually start to progress and grow in their own rates. Like, the one thing that's super detrimental to people is, like, having um, having upperclassmen that would just kind of, I don't know, tell underclassmen that they weren't good enough or, like, people in their own grades just kind of, like, having unhealthy rivalries. Like, it's really good to have healthy competition, but, like, when it starts to get to the point where you're trying to sabotage each other's practice time, that's when you know you're just not, you're going too far. Something I really hate hearing is like when people pull out their degree or whatever, like trying to give you help. Like the approach, like you're talking about upper class, the relation between upperclassmen and underclassmen, the approach that you give to provide help to your underclassmen is so important because it can either like regardless of whether the advice is helpful, it might be harmful kind of in the deliverance. And I've seen that um, all through my entire music career in like all settings. Um, where's going to go with this? Like, you know, it's just to be helpful. There's nothing like your degree doesn't need, you don't need a degree to be help to like give helpful advice. Like that's kind of changing the focus of like, I want to help you to, this is what, or I'm certified to help you. I'm certified to give this information. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. Like, if you have an extra degree over somebody, that's that's great and all. Like, getting an extra degree is cool, but, like, if you're still not a great teacher, you shouldn't have to be flaunting that extra degree. From the underclassmen, like, again, kind of going back into where I was freshman year, what really would have helped me kind of, like, progressing would be, to understand what is good, what is a compliment, accomplishment, and kind of seeing small, like taking every single small accomplishment as a victory, as a step forward. And I think that's something that, you know, young people don't grasp until it's like, it's too late or it's become overbearing. It's like, where, where's my progress? Okay, let's take a few steps. You picked up the sticks, cool. You can keep really good time. I see a lot of on the internet, um, oh, look at this dude doing like 200 beat per minute drum fills across a nine piece drum set. Like, that's crazy. You know, shout outs to him if you're able to do that. But like, you know, that's good on your own right. But also like having your small four piece kit and laying it down a solid pocket. That is amazing. And being able to do that, you know, it's not hard. You know, it just takes, you know, to feel it. But one's not more important than the other both are important both are small vic both are a victory if you're able to do it a bt the one bts song that came out it was literally just nothing but like kick and snare but like in the context that's like the perfect i'm not a k-pop fan but i've never um, heard the song so i don't know what you mean but <laughs> it's literally just a solid one or yeah one one kick and three with like a little bit of vocals on top and it's just it's just, it's just so good. It fits, but you don't, I feel like there's a misconception. It's like, oh, like great drummer drummers need to be able to do all of this, all of that. And it, everyone's trying to grab more than they can chew when they're trying to step forward. You can't, you can try and jump over a wall, but if you take, if you kind of take the staircase over that wall, you'll be a lot less stressful. I don't know. I'm not really good with metaphors off the top of my head, but you know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, no, definitely. I think <clears throat> one of those things you really mentioned, like a lot of people not seeing their progress immediately is a really big issue. I think one way we can easily combat that is, of course, of the student's permission, being able to like record lessons and stuff or record like have them like record little bits of their teachings and their understanding. So like eventually they can look back and be like, hey, I've gone like from here to here and like growing and like seeing, oh, like I've done this phrase a little bit better. I can, I have this, my grip slightly changed and for the better or for the worse. Like I think I'm a really big component or a really big fan lately of recording a lot of things you do. It helps you get like some sort of like virtual timeline basically of your progress from all the way from when you started to like where you are now, you know? Like you can probably find a recording of yourself playing with like your sixth or seventh grade band and look back and be like, wow, I was not the best <laughs> ever. And it's like kind of find where you are nowadays and just be like, oh wow, look how much I've progressed. Look what's different. Look how I'm changing this, you know? And it's even important for professionals to do this too. Like once you reach the, like you're, like if you're going into like performance or anything or just even if it's as a teacher, like recording some of your lessons of your students' permission, of course, like recording just things in general, like record yourself. That's the that's the gist of this. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm guilty for not taking advantage of kind of the new digital world that we live in. Because I remember, I think it was either last, it, it was two years ago. Um, I had recorded myself playing vibraphone for just to like either send to someone or post on Instagram. I can't remember. And, you know, I, I, I took for a second. Let me, like, I just listened to it. I kind of just like, oh, here's a video. Let me play it, put it down and put, like do something else. I'm thinking like, dang, this vibe soul is just killing it. And I'm like, wait a minute, that's me. And, you know, I started to think, you know, that you mentioned, like recording all of this in the timeline and stuff. I would love to see kind of where, like where I was like a week before that, where like improv a month before that. And if I had all of that together, would that help me? Would that have pushed me forward? Kind of seeing each and every one of those like small stepping stones, because I definitely did it. I'm like, I'm just doing my thing. Hopefully it's good enough. And that goes to another thing. You should never go for a good enough approach. You know, I'd like to think that whatever I put is good enough, which I do, I do know it is. But I know for a fact, whatever I'm putting out is my best. And someone might think like, oh, like this is whatever work. You're always putting out your best. It, you might not, you know, feel at your best, but you're always still, the fact that you're still working is an effort and i think every single ounce of effort should be appreciated um, especially yourself appreciating that effort yeah i think i'm definitely a bit guilty of just pushing things out to push things out a while back when, when i was doing that wilcoxon challenge i listened back to some of those videos not too long ago and i'm like wow some of those things are really interesting especially like my stick grip and like my snare height and all that stuff is just really interesting. Like, I think one thing is a good, a good mindset is like, I wouldn't constantly call yourself bad. Like one thing I'm really guilty of in my head is be like, Oh, that was such a dumb mistake. I'm so bad at this. Like, why am I doing this? And it's like, then getting into, 
oh, I was, I don't, I didn't know the interpretation at the time. I didn't know how I wanted to do this. I just wanted to get something out there. How can I improve for the future? Instead of saying, oh, that was bad. Like, I think, what can I do better? Instead of just being the negative side. See yeah. your failures as a positive growth. Yeah. Kind of going back to like the topic of mindset. Like, I feel for like the younger people, especially like in high school, like a lot of my high school friends, I'm like, oh, why am I in high school? They're not teaching me useful things. I still don't know how to do taxes. Like, yes, but like one of the things that I took away from high school, like it's more of just like, okay, here's a bunch of stuff. Take what you may and then you're on your way. Like a, it's a good foundation. You're not going to learn everything you need there. Um, but one of the things that I took away the most is fixed and growth mindset. I mean, you see it everywhere in like college. I don't know why, but this was incorporated to our physics class, which probably should have been more like a writing English class. Anyway, but fixed mindset and growth mindset. Um, fixed being, you know, you're dead set on facts. When growth, you know, it's all about improvement. You're like, I am not going to get there versus I'm not there yet. And well, like you said, not calling yourself bad, like it really is a challenge to not be hard on yourself. Um, again, bringing it all full circle, you're, surround, you're surrounded by amazing things that you wish you could be. But instead of, you know, seeing that and looking down on yourself for not being that, but seeing that as like, that's the milestone that you want to be. Because I remember, so one of my good friends in high school, his name was Alan Colorado. Um, so he had done percussion for a while. He was studying with a great guy in the area. He did like classical repertoire. He did jazz. He did youth symphonies and like same age as me. And like, you know, I always loved his attitude when I asked him questions because he was never like, like, oh, I want to play Rain Dance by Alice Gomez. Like, Rain Dance? That's so easy, man. Pick something. No, he was like, yeah, that'd be, that'd be a good start. Like, what is, what are, why, why do you pick different mallets and this and that? Um, and his, his attitude is great. And it's an, I wish that I could be as good as him because he was in top ensemble, everything. I wish I could be there, but even though I'm not, like I still tried to use, change, turn what was negative, what would have been negative being like jealousy, I wish you be in the top ensemble and turning it into something better. Um, and I think that, you know, that, that can be applied to anything, you know, seeing, take what's negative in your life and turn it into something like flip it on its side and use that to push yourself forward. Uh, when I started in drumline, um, there was a certain upperclassman, I won't name who, um, who kind of looked down on me because I didn't, I had just recently switched from playing winds to drumline and I didn't make the cut and I was on cymbals. And like, even though I had cymbals, I'm like, okay, we're still doing kind of like the concert grip. Let's get some DCI action in here. Let's do some flips and Chinese and whatnot. But she was kind of judging me for kind of pushing myself forward. And like, this person was looking down on me and it didn't make me feel good. But instead of, you know, being fixated on that, I said, like, I'm going to keep working until 
what she says is just not true. And then even if she still says it, those people who actually can see that like not true, you know, it's gonna come back on her. Um, obviously not to like harm or whatever, but you, you, you get what I mean. Yeah, definitely. I feel like I had a kind of similar experience to the second one, a bit more. That was my freshman year. I just joined symphony orchestra and a certain person in the ensemble, like one of the, up, one of the older guys in the group, well, we were playing Pines of Rome and I was playing the tambourine part and I didn't know what the Italian term meant on the page. Like they meant with sticks. I didn't know that meant I just walked in from like high school, not knowing literally anything about like those kinds of terminology. I've never seen it before. And like, he's, he's like, dude, why don't you know what that means? Like, don't you know anything about music? And I'm like, no, I just got here, dude. And I was like really upset for like the rest of the day. And he was like, and he, he realized he made a mistake there and he, he apologized for it. And we're all cool. Like he's one of, one of my better friends now, but like still like not ha like not being patient with beginners is how you drive away the most of them at that point, you know, I'm trying to teach them new things and they just don't understand what it is or they don't have any prior knowledge. It's kind of assuming everyone knows what you know all the time. So like one of the, so in my, again, I'm a music ed major. Um, so one of the things that we did in our, it was our marching band methods class. The, one of the main things that like we recently talked in like the past few weeks is that you can't, like you should never sit, tell a student they're wrong. Like, hey, that note's wrong. The reason why is because it doesn't solve the issue. Like you can't just say that was wrong. That was off time. They're like what the heck happened? That, that none of that solves the issue asking like say like your example like how come you don't know this this what this italian means why don't you know and more like the simple question of why don't you know versus do you know what this is solves like so many different things and i'm a very very like fine observe fine details of different people and some people don't realize that the very smallest details there will always be someone who notices every single little crumb that you leave behind of your personality or how you speak, how you stand. Someone's always going to notice whether you kind of word things as direct versus kind of suggested, do you know, like every, not everyone, but someone will know. And you'll never know when that one person will remember that for the rest of their life and might, you know, get in the way of, you getting a job because the music world's extremely small. The world in general is very small. Sky, what's one big thing you would say to somebody to try to help them boost their mindset? Like, let's say they're been, they've been in a rut for a little while. They're just kind of down on themselves. They're kind of contemplating what's going on. They don't really know where they want to be in their life. What's something you would say to someone to help kind of put them in a better mindset? That's a really good question because I definitely would love to have the stuff that I have now when I started, because I was definitely, everyone was always in that, or everyone had been in that situation before. Um, to begin with, there's a great quote that, you know, you kind of see in a lot of places, you can't take care of others, if you can't take care of yourself. And it was, who was going to be my uh, high school student teaching, cooperating teacher, who, who reminded me of that. And, you know, I thought about it 
kind of slept on that and like I started to think reevaluate myself at the moment I really wasn't taking care of myself I was kind of just like throwing myself at the practice room skipping sleep skipping food lacking in the homework department like I need to take care of myself before I can kind of push myself to the next level because it's just gonna get in the way and one of the ways to do that is things you could do to feel self-empowerment now I'm a cheesy guy and I know some this is gonna be a podcast so you guys can't see me but like definitely one of the things I love doing is kind of if you ever done the hero pose you kind of just stand do your little arms back fist forward in the air I'm a hero um you know it may feel goofy but you know it's it still makes you feel something you know um when I was in marching band you know I was always when I first started marching drums you know I finally got that spot I was concerned about you know proving that I can keep the spot um you know, I just raised my head, rolled the shoulders back, put my sticks in the position. I'm like, I'm ready. Let's get this done. And, you know, that feeling pushed me through the show. I did a great performance. And I think, you know, if I did that more at any time that I was just feeling bad or sad, like it would solve a lot of problems. Um, and another other forms of self-empowerment, how you dress. Um, you know, my choir director is like, I, I dress to, to like fit the job. And the worse I'm feeling, the more dressed up I dress. I'm like, because, you know, feeling fan, you can't, can't sit there, slouch and be sad while you're pressed up in a fine tux with a fancy tie and beautiful tie knot, dressed everything. And, you know, again, like these small details all add up. All, um, I definitely remember one day I was like having the most stressful time, but I was, I was looking so good. Like my business casual, I could bully McGuire, walk down the street dancing. Um, kind of, I felt good regardless of what was going on in my life. And, you know, put my heels together, stood up straight. And, you know, those, those worries slowly faded away in the day. So kind of what I'm getting at, whatever you can to one, take care of yourself, two, to self-empower yourself to feel forward. You won't get this in a day. This process, learning of what you need to do may take weeks or months or even a whole year or years. But once you find out your system, you're just going to hit the ground running. Yeah, definitely. A lot of good things there. A lot of self-empowerment. I was really glad at the very end you mentioned about like it's not an overnight process as they say rome wasn't built in a day so like it takes it takes a while to get yourself into a more positive mindset especially when you're in a new scenario and new situations like i don't know changing schools and like all that it puts you it's just a whole new situation sometimes you just gotta take time to adapt to things and just kind of see how everything works out now i do want to mention that we had my friend dk on here on episode four and he said one thing that really stuck with me the last that last little bit of the episode that kind of really ties into all this. Uh, what's the worst thing that could happen if you don't win an audition? They'll say no. So you got to try. And I think one thing we need to do more as like a society is like just taking more chances. I think we just need to take better. Like we need to take more chances to 
empower ourselves, like, again, self-empowerment. I think that's a really good concept. Sky, what do you think about that quote? I love that quote. You know, I, I've, been, I've been thinking on that quote, like, all this time. Like, it reminds me of one of my, my high school jazz directors. She said, like, it's, it's not going to kill you if you, you know, screw up. You know, that he, he mentioned auditions. Like, that's a very good point. But also, like, that applies to a lot of things. Like, what's the worst that could happen in music? You know, you go out, you perform for a large audience. You know, we're past the days where people are going to throw tomatoes or something at you. Yeah, you definitely. Know, if they don't like it, they don't like it. But someone will. Again, come, going back to the idea of small victories, as long as someone enjoys your music, I think you should be proud of whatever you put out, whether you, I don't know, clicked a rim or something, or you completely bombed half the, the performance and you had to start again from scratch. I feel like a lot of people in this whole mess that is living life kind of lose focus of what they want to do or why they're doing it. And I'm in, I, right now trying to like, kind of pull out my, like turn through my recital you know, I'm trying not to lose focus of why am I doing this? I'm putting out my side because I love music. Um, not to like plug my recital or anything, but like I'm doing like a half Latin, like uh, half of my program is Latin music from different cultures, Brazil, Mexico, Spain, the Caribbean, Cuba and all that. I love it. I'm performing that because of the way it makes me feel. I'm not doing it because I want to put out a hard recital. I'm not putting it out because I need time requirements. I'm doing it because I, I love this music and I want to share, you know, this culture that I've discovered that isn't necessarily mine, but that I love and I want other people to respect. Someone much wiser and older than me said, like, just in general, they're like, isn't it great that we can just play music for a living? Isn't it great that this is what we get to do for our jobs? Isn't this great that we're just doing something we love for the rest of our lives? Isn't it great we're doing something that other people love? You know, like music is just something that people enjoy. I think that everybody in some respects enjoys any form of aspect of music. So really, you got to find the you got to find your market, I guess, in that case. If you're going to if you're trying to like appease somebody, like find your market for that kind of thing, but like again, we're just make we're making music. We're not like performing brain surgery or rocket science or anything like that. We're just, we're having a good time. We're doing something that we're passionate about and we're doing something people love. So at the end of the day, we're all winning. Yeah. On that kind of topic, I think one thing when I'm, you mentioned your recital, one thing I'm trying to think of, like when I, I was planning a recital not too long ago, unfortunately, yeah, you know, you know the whole spiel, both, both of my recitals got lost because of this pandemic and all that. But like one thing that was really bogging me down, like, I try to keep a positive mindset when I can, but like one thing that really bogged me down for a little bit was like social media and like influences from that. So like seeing people who were like considerably younger than me playing considerably better than me on the pieces I wanted to try to play was really bogging me down. Have you had that kind of experience, Sky? It is by far one of the hardest things to witness. It, it's just really hard. Uh, like I, I dream of the day that I'll sit down and we're in flight of the bumblebee and meanwhile this someone on said talent show wins a free xylophone by playing it super fast um and playing it for evelyn glenny yeah <laughs> uh, that, was, that was ridiculous <laughs> uh, but but like you know 
you see people do like these jazz things and like they're, they're great and it's hard to kind of tying everything back it's hard to ask yourself where do I fit in in the music scene when there's this person as well you know even still today I'm trying to think of how to you know how to deal with these kinds of things because it's always changing you know um you know I used to be like all drum set and like cool I'm, I'm kind of branching out so I might not be a drum set drummer but I'm a, I'm a vibe player and then you see all these vibe players I'm like well okay now I'm back to square one with how am I supposed to digest this and it's one to know that you yourself are again your own unique person you know two people playing the same thing the same way is not is never going to come out the same everyone always has something to bring to the table and when you see like you shouldn't be thrown off when someone does like okay they play this thing great i'm like okay why you shouldn't think why can't i do that i think what could i add to that or what do i got that you know that's my thing you know i always have this thing when i in jazz band you know we always have we only have one jazz band and there's only so many drummers that we can have and it's often that like the grad graduate or upperclassman drummer gets the seat the most of the time and you know i think to myself like i wish i could do all the good this and that i'm like okay i might not be able to play as flashy but like what is my style what do i sound like on the kit and it's not you know it's taking it's taken away not like from a comparing aspect, more like self-discovery. Like I was mentioning earlier, you got to think of your small victories. What are the small things of you, about you that make up who you are? Personally, I just love to play a strong pocket. Like I can't do all the little grace notes and inflections. I can do some kind of lead ups to this and that. But I like the pocket that I set down. Let, I, I like the less is more. And that's good. You might have someone who's super fancy that's also good. And, you know, comparing in that in the sort of fashion that a lot of people um, encounter when they see these kinds of media things, especially younger students, because media has all sorts of effect on very young people. Young people, they're still trying to find out who they are. Yeah, and then one of the things I wanted to do, like when I was trying to build my social media kind of presence was I wanted to make sure, like, I did a couple of reels not too long ago on my Instagram and I wanted to make market those towards like beginners who wanted like someone to show them how things work. Like, I don't know, when I was growing up, I never learned how to phrase things properly. Right. Like you can't, like people don't always teach you how to phrase things. People don't always teach you how they practice everything, which they should. I feel like that's something that a teacher should be telling you to do is like how they practice, how it works for them, how everything just kind of, works in that way so like i really wanted to do like i did a, i did a video about like exercise extraction or that's that's no i didn't do it one about exercise i did like breaking down licks into simpler bits and like putting them all together like that's that's a universal concept for like most instruments right you know yeah. so like like that's just my big thing like i really wanted to help younger students like figure out a way to grow in that case that's why i really wanted to double down on like my social media I wasn't there just to promote myself playing like all these super flashy pieces all the time. I wanted to go from a more pedagogical standpoint on social media. Cause like, I know people are always on social media. So that's just one place to catch them. Like, and gets, and try to help find a whole new market there. Uh, one of the things that I like from that, that DK mentioned, you know, two minutes ago, add to the list of shout outs to DK. Um, great guy. Anyway. 
um, was that he was talking about how there was a lot of, you know, great, like grade A musicians talking about, look where I am. This is kind of what I do now, but they don't talk about how they got there. We need more of how they got there, more for the younger people. Um, and I just, oh, I love the book that he put out and like the things that, you know, he does, like he's a great drummer, but he, you know, he's thinking about like those who follow, those who will listen. And I just think that's a great thing. I forgot where I was going with that. I'm very yeah, no, like, my brain not working today. That's all good. But like, you know, I'm glad you realize your brain's not working today and you're kind of like being able to critique yourself and accept the mistakes that are just kind of happening here, you know? That's something I wish I could do more in music too. You know, just being more accepting of ourselves is always a good thing. I think when I, usually the first thing I do when I mess up is like I just drop my mallets when I'm doing something like I'm just working on this thing. Like, oh, I've been grinding it for a while. I'm just get like, I've been messing this thing up consistently. I'm just like, nope, let me just back up. Let me just accept that I didn't do it right here. Don't just try to plow through it and then get back and then take like a breather, get back to it, you know? Kind mm -hmm. of accepting I made a mistake and it's okay. It's a really fun story. I mean, not really fun at the time, but fun as a growing experience looking back. My sophomore year of undergrad, I got to play a rag with the percussion ensemble. We played Fluffy Ruffles. And I don't know how I got off, but I got off a couple times. I ended up playing the ending three times. Like that last run, I played it like, and like the group was still playing. I'm like, oh, let me try again. And then like, last time I got it like right on time, <laughs> and like I just messed it up so bad. And then I'm like, the first thing I did was I just I looked, I put my mouth down, I looked out at the audience, and I just looked, I held, I held my head down in shame, and like looked at my instrument, and they're like, yeah, you did so good. Whoa, what is this guy? Yeah, and I'm just like, yeah, I messed up. Obviously, I'm just not good. <laughs> it's that's kind of been like helping me realize. My professor's like. He's like, yeah, you played pretty good. Just the only thing you got to do is like, you got to look like, we know you messed up. But like, you got to make sure you don't look like you messed up. <laughs> I was like, I know it didn't go the way you wanted it, but that's okay. It was believable. And like, you know, just kind of learning how to accept your own mistakes is something I wish I learned a lot sooner than then <laughs> before this big live performance. <laughs> yeah, learning how to handle like those kinds of mistakes, especially like, the more drastic ones. Um, in a performance is also something that don't teach you is like, don't panic. It's always panic. I remember we were doing a, I guess, I guess kind of a pop, a pops concert with the, or, our school's orchestra and jazz violinist Mads Talling from, uh, I can't remember where, um, and I was playing congas, but the way we had, it was a straight stage setup, and I couldn't see the conductor from where I was standing because I think uh, one of the double basses was uh, standing in front of me and I'm just like, okay, we're doing the last chord. And I'm just like, ah, insert slapping conga motion. And like, they cut off and I'm like, I ended up like still going like an extra bar. I'm like, yeah, duh. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, yeah. We're, we're done now. Yeah. yeah that was planned. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like th those things do happen. And like kind of going back to like, mistakes things that go wrong what's the worst thing that could go wrong like if you make a mistake you know it's a mistake you're not gonna die and um it's okay to make mistakes because mistakes make you human and it's unrealistic to to think that you're not gonna make mistakes 
that you're not going to make a lot of mistakes. That's one of adding on to the list of things that I wish I realized faster was you're not going to be mistake free. You're not going to be under a minimum of one or two mistakes free. There's going to be a lot of mistakes and it's more about how you handle them. And um, Drew Tucker from It's Not a Style Phone came to our college freshman year to play in our day of percussion with a percussion ensemble. We played uh, Minu 1068 by Pat Matheny and his solo was great. And one of the things that he mentioned during our day of percussion was like, when I'm doing a vibraphone, like improv solo, whenever I play a wrong note, I smile. And I'm like, when you mess up, you smile. And to this day, that was three years ago. To this day, I'm thinking, do I smile when I mess up? Because, yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't smile I don't. when I mess up. It's so bad. <laughs> and I wish I could because that would, it takes, kind of going back to that self-empowerment thing. If you if you hit a wrong, a fun, um, what is it called? Uh, I think I've heard a few jazz folks say, uh, a, note. a funky note or something with a bit of stank you know you're just like oh it's a flat 27 it's okay <laughs> somewhere in there um but going back to self-empowerment you smile and it's like you can't go wrong like you can't be sad if you're smiling yeah self-empowerment uh, accepting your mistakes there's the main points yeah cool so i think we should be kind of heading towards a little wrap up here. So I think some of the big, what are some of the biggest takeaways you have from all of this? I think some of the things I was definitely considering when I was thinking about this, is like definitely like one of the biggest things, like comparing yourself to other musicians and like who you have as a role model is really important for what's going on. Vocabulary is such an important thing you need to have when you're teaching or when you're a performer, right? On the right vocabulary. Sky, what do you think? What's something really big you've got like from this? Um, I think it's really just taking a step back of what you know you're looking through your eyes and kind of look at yourself from a different perspective. Like like you were mentioned with the recordings, like take yourself out, listen to a recording, and listen to who's in that recording as your student. What would you want? What would you think? Where are they at? And it's and it's hard you know these things take time and everyone will be in a low point everyone will be at a low point and it's going to take a while for them to get out and to be patient for yourself and when you're in this process of climbing out you need to know for the exact things you need to look for kind of where where's the stable ground and where's the shaky parts that's going to send you back down to the bottom but yeah those are everything that goes under that metaphor kind of stuff yeah, definitely. We have any other announcements coming up? I know you have your recital coming up sometime in the next month or so, you said? Yeah, my recital will be not sure, I'll plug my recital. It's our podcast. Uh, my recital will be November seventh, uh, at five PM Central Standard. So for you Eastern Coast folk, New England people, that'd be six PM. Um we'll probably end up I don't get that live stream link until um like the week of the day before so we'll probably put that on kind of our page and yeah, that'll, be on, that'll be on our instagram somewhere we'll, we'll link it somewhere in our bio or we'll we'll put the link in our bio or we'll put it somewhere we'll make sure y'all can get it because i really want to see this recitals coming up and we got 
Uh, and if any of y'all are coming to PASIC, I know I'll be there. I will yeah. be there. Sky will be there, yes? Well. Wonderful. I think Sue Lynn's also going to be there. She wasn't with us today. She's in a rehearsal right now. But other than that, yeah, I think this is a good place to end. So thank y'all for checking out the episode today. And again, make sure you're following us on Instagram at Tams Perk Podcast and eat questions for us, tamspercussion at gmail.com. And we'll see y'all next time. Stay groovy, folks. Stay groovy. <laughs>